Welcome to the Retire Well Podcast, the show that focuses on showing you how to get the most out of your retirement. Each week, we're going to dive into topics that affect people just like you. Ways to save money on your healthcare costs, smart income planning strategies, estate planning tools, and a whole lot more. We're going to get straight to the point with short episodes of 20 minutes or less on the information that you need to know to be able to retire well. I'm your host and retirement specialist, Kelly Racicott. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Retire Well podcast. I'm so glad you're here for this week's show because this is an important one. A couple of weeks ago, I posted a video on Facebook about the sequence of returns risk, and I was surprised how many emails I got asking for more information and details about this. And in talking with some of these people, I found that this is not something that most people have ever really talked about or learned about before in their financial planning process. And so I really want to go a little bit deeper on that today because it is one of the most critical issues facing retirees, especially considering all of the volatility that we've been experiencing in our economy lately. And so after listening today, if you still have questions, please reach out. I'm going to have a link to my contact information down in the show notes. Um, This is a concept that you absolutely must understand in order to retire well. So to start, let's just define what the sequence of returns risk is. And basically, it refers to the order in which your investment returns occur over time. And this is particularly dangerous during the phase of transitioning from the accumulation phase into the withdrawal phase. In other words, your retirement. So the sequence of market performance can significantly impact the longevity of your retirement savings. And so today, I'm going to help you to understand why that is and what you can do about it. In your accumulation years, market downturns were not so worrisome. As long as you continue to put money away into those accounts, you could feel confident knowing that it would come back. In fact, continuing to plug money into those investments during the downtimes was actually helping your account because, well, you were buying investments at a discount during those downtimes. Maybe you've heard the term um, dollar cost averaging. And this essentially means that you put the same amount of money into your investment account at specific intervals. And in doing so, it evens out the risk of buying too high. And sometimes you're buying high and sometimes you're buying low as you know the market goes through its normal normal changes. You know, so if you're participating in your 401k plan, this is a good example. If you're participating in your 401k plan, that's essentially what you were doing is dollar cost averaging. You put X percentage of your paycheck bi-weekly into your 401k plan. Sometimes you were buying high, sometimes you were buying low. And over the long run, that seems to shake out in your favor. That is dollar cost averaging. Now when the, in retirement, you do the opposite. Now you take money out of those accounts regularly as income. And dollar cost ravaging occurs when you're taking those withdrawals during a market downturn. And because money is coming out, but no money is going back in, it's a lot harder for a retiree to recover from that loss. So let's consider this. 
all right? If you, let's just say you take a loss in the market, say the market's down 10%, okay? If you leave it, you don't do anything with it, you don't touch it, what do you need? The market's down 10%. What do you need to earn in the next year to get back to even? Did you say 10%? Most people say 10%. But if you lose 10%, the market would actually have to gain back just a touch over 11% to get you back to even. And the bigger the loss, the bigger that the return needs to be. So if you lost 20% in the market, the market actually needs to return 25% for you to get back to even. And if your portfolio lost almost 40%, like a lot of people did back in 2008, the market would need to rebound almost 67% just to bring you back to where you started. Now imagine, imagine you're withdrawing income in a downturn. So if you retired in 2022 with a portfolio of $500,000, the S&P was down about 18% in 2022. So if you plan for a standard 4% withdrawal rate, after one year, your account value is down around $390,000 or so. And that's taking your 4% withdrawal plus the market loss that you experienced. So now you've got fewer dollars left in the portfolio to take advantage of the growth when the market starts to rebound. And continuing to take income just exacerbates the issue. That is sequence of returns risk. In the accumulation years, it didn't matter which order the returns came because you were accumulating. Money went into the portfolio, but no withdrawals were being taken. And you continued to put money in and you had time in the market for that recovery. In the decumulation years, it matters. And it matters big time. Any losses during the first couple of years of distributions can and will severely impact how long your nest egg is going to last. Sequence of returns is something that anyone who is planning to retire within the next five years needs to be looking at. Again, it's all about timing. And what's the one thing that we know about the market? The only one true thing that we know is that we can't predict the market. You cannot time the market. So if you can't time the market, and you don't know when the down years are going to come, how can you mitigate the issue of the sequence of returns risk? There's actually several strategies that you can employ um, to help you and your nest egg survive these downturns. And that's really what it's all about, is surviving the downturns. Because we know they're going to come, we just don't know when they're going to come. So, and of course, individual situations are going to vary based on your income needs and your lifestyle goals. But step one is first assessing your risk tolerance. And what that means is, how well can you stomach the ups and downs of the market? And to what degree? And there's no right or wrong answer to that. Everybody's got a different feeling on that. The other thing we need to concern is, what is your capacity for risk? And this is a little different, you know, as far as them being able to tolerate the risk. Do you have the capacity to take on risk? And you can answer this question by asking yourself, a couple of things. How much risk can you afford to take on? Is the risk necessary in order to achieve certain goals? And this could be yes or no, depending on 
you know, what, what your personal situation is. You know, someone who is overfunded in their retirement may very well have the capacity to take on more risk knowing that if they experience a downturn, they've got enough money set aside to weather those storms. Not everybody's in that situation. Um, you really need to have a clear understanding of what your feelings and what your preferences are and how that relates back to your personal goals. And last week I talked about I talked about an approach that funds your basic retirement lifestyle with contractually guaranteed income. If you missed last week's episode, um, I think that was episode two, so be sure to go back and, and listen to that. But your basic retirement lifestyle is what you need to pay your bills with a little bit of discretionary income. We're not talking living the retirement dream here, knowing that we're talking about knowing that your bills are paid with a little bit of extra money to get by. All right, so having that, this is sometimes known as the flooring approach, knowing that no matter what happens in the market or how long you're gonna live, the income floor supports your basic retirement lifestyle. And so this flooring approach provides you then with the ability to sort of tighten the purse strings, so to speak, when some of your other accounts might be experiencing some of that volatility. And since those accounts are for more discretionary spending, the bigger trips, the things that you want to do, when times are tough, you can refrain from withdrawing funds from those accounts because your needs are being met by the floor. If you don't take money from an account that has experienced a loss, well, you can give it that time in the market to then experience that recovery or that rebound. And doing that essentially eliminates, or at the very least limits, the risk of sequence of the sequence of returns. And so I like the flooring approach for another reason too. The flooring approach also protects from longevity risk. It is possible that you live too long in your retirement. And Running out of money is not an option for most people. And the flooring approach is going to account for your long life. You know, this approach is appealing to a lot of retirees, though. And, you know, especially for those who are more risk adverse, um, those who like to be able to count on a secure and steady income that comes into them every month, or for those who are just simply concerned about outliving their money. And studies show that's the number one concern facing retirees today. So that is one solid strategy that can really help you survive the downturns that that the market's going to throw at you as you kind of go through your retirement. Another strategy that can be used is called the bucket approach. And I like this one too, but I think I'm going to save it for another day. Um, I feel like I gave you a lot to consider today. And so I'm going to let you noodle on that um, for a little while. And I think we'll talk about um, another strategy in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. I do hope you found some value in today's episode. Sequence of returns risk is a very real danger to the success of your retirement. And writing it out is not the correct answer for income that you need to live on. You don't have to write it out. That might work for funds with a longer time horizon, but dollars for the near term, having an income plan that accounts for these risks will go a long way in helping you to retire well. So I encourage you all to take a very clear look at your retirement income plan. Make sure you understand it and make sure you understand 
how you're prepared for dealing with the sequence of re- sequence of returns risk. Um, like I said, if you have any questions or you want to get some more information, my um, email address I have down in the show notes. So please don't hesitate. I'm more than happy to answer questions and guide you along. Um, but that's all for this week's episode. And I thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Retire Well Podcast. Our goal here is always to bring you value and share insights to make your retirement everything you always hoped it would be. I would be forever grateful if you would leave us a review because that helps more people find the show. And please share it wherever you share things on social media. Thanks again, and I hope to see you back here next week. The preceding information does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions and information shared in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be acted upon without the assistance of a qualified and licensed professional. Any guarantees mentioned are subject to the strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company and any mention of rates or performance are subject to change without notice. Kelly Racicott is the agency owner of Hometown Retirement Specialists, LLC. If you have questions about the show, Kelly or Hometown Retirement Specialists, please visit us on the web at yourhrsagent.com and you can find our full disclosure in the show notes.